Indian Warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends, and let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's happening, Lieutenant Don? How's it going? How are things? You look a little tired, look a little, little uh, worn out. Are you tired? Worn out? Do you need what? a talk? Let's I, have a talk. You want to have a talk? I Let's f- have a talk. I feel like one of those uh, pharmaceutical commercials or something like, you know, do you feel, do you have symptoms of? Well, that's what I was going <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I need like, you know, is there a 1-800 number that I can call or something? Uh, I'm not going to lie, dude, a week removed, uh, from a little bit of surgery. I'm still not a hundred percent. I'm probably real close to not even being 60%, but we're here. We're going to crack away at it. We took a couple weeks off. Hey Don, just our- remember that 60% of the time it works all the time. So, you know, just look at it like that from your surgery. Well, you know, I had somebody tell me one time that some people's 40% is their is what they consider their 100%. So if I'm giving a 100% and I feel like I'm 60, oh man, shoot. I'm I'm still shoot. probably doing better than I'm doing better than half the people out there. So I'm going to roll with it. Hey, there you go. I love it. Cool with that. Going to roll with it. Well, we are back. Finally took a couple weeks off. Had some uh excuse me, logistical issues and some travel arrangements. And yeah, one of these days I'm gonna, we're going to get somebody to sponsor the NHRA, like Verizon or AT&T, T-Mobile, Cricket Wireless, any anybody to get some sort of boosters at the racetrack. So, cause it's really impeding on our uh, recording sessions when, you know, myself or Don or somebody's at a racetrack and we got no internet. I mean, it's hard enough to get our damn phones to work to post a picture on the social interwebs, let alone get some bandwidth to, to stream looking at this guy's mug on a, on a zoom call. I know, right. It, it is a huge struggle, huge struggle to be able to try to get enough bandwidth to be able to record a podcast when you're in say um, Bristol and I might be in Florida or like, how does that a- work? Like this is 2022 almost. And you mean to tell me that we can't get like 30,000 people all in kind of the same area and have their phones work? I just can't understand that. I can't wrap my head around that, to be honest with you. But one day. Well, I don't know. Well, dude, I'm as perplexed about that question as I am for why people don't want to go to work. And there's so many people that are unemployed. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, welcome to California. I think that if you're not employed, we should be able to take your cell phone away from you. I think you got to have a job to have a cell phone. That's a good idea. Think anybody, anybody get behind that effort, that cause? We can write that in on the ballot. Something like maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. If you're not working, you don't get a cell phone. Then, we, then we'd all have better bandwidth, probably. <laughs> uh, nonetheless. All right. Well, let's pick back up. Let's go back in time as we're gonna zip through which for a lot all of stuff happened purposes yeah. this is our last podcast of talking about actual races that have taken place uh seasons are over everybody's done nascar's done nhra's done i mean we're dude this is this is home stretch now we're in the holiday spirit we're we're giving out put uh, my Christmas lights up on Sunday. Yeah, we're giving out turkeys, holiday cards. Everybody's getting milk and cookies. Uh, some people are going to get bags of coal. 
uh, for their clearly for you. Their Christmas. I, nobody's giving me coal for Christmas. If nobody's going to take the time to give me anything to begin with. So we're just going to go with that right off the bat. But first and foremost, let's uh, jump back. I really think we need to start keeping score because I think I win again as I called it. And here it is. Kyle Larson, the NASCAR Cup champion, called it early on in the year. Rick Hendrick just makes himself look like he is one of the smartest men on the face of the earth. And Kyle Larson, young money, is the one that that they will call the champ in the NASCAR series for the rest of 2021 and all the way through 2022 until we crown another. But uh, it was awesome to watch Kyle win. I'm sorry. I don't really know. Um, I was having a conversation. Forgot to mention this to off air, Cam. I was having a conversation with somebody about Kyle's wife, Caitlin. Um, shotgun and beers and her, like a champ. I love it. Sh- shotgun and beers in I the told Angie, circle. I told Angie, I said, you know what? If, if I ever get the opportunity to, to win one of these mugs, that better be you. Slamming a right? company right there in the in the freaking staging lanes like a boss. Jeez, I, I mean, we'll make it happen. <laughs> that's I mean for real. I we were talking to someone, and and they honestly said that her metrics for that that period for uh, on social media, like she got a lot of traffic for from her shotgun and a beer in the winner circle. While Kyle Larson standing there with their kid uh, getting the NASCAR Cup trophy. And that was just epic. I mean, talk about couple goals. Those are couple goals right there. Oh, hell yeah. Here, hold the baby. Yeah, right. Hold the baby. Light or Keystone or whatever it was. I think it was, I think it actually was Bush Light. I think oh, it was. Oh, was it? Was. Okay. Yeah. I knew I it was, think like it was a Bush blue Light. Silver can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Bush Light, which uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle's team, um, note to self, maybe want to reach out to Bush Light. Uh, they might want to be involved, you know, to have your wife be shotgun and beers in the winter circle on Sunday afternoons in 2022. So uh, for sure on that one. But no, that was awesome. Congrats to Kyle. Talk about uh, zero to hero in a 24 month period. It, it, and I also want to mention the Urban Motorsports Group. I know there was only a couple of media outlets that actually picked up the angle in some of the photos that I saw that the organization that, that Kyle had worked with prior to him being suspended and then also worked with during his suspension, they were in the background on stage, very... Uh, very upfront, forward, but I noticed that there were some of the camera angles and photography that was taken of Kyle where they were kind of distanced or blurred out, if you were, Will. I thought it was huge that he had the, the urban outreach program, those individuals that helped him through his rehabilitation and, you know, going through the process of, of righting his wrong, if you will. And he had them on stage with his crew, with Hendrick Motorsports. They were right there uh, front and center. I thought that was huge. I also think that that said a lot about them as an organization for them believing in Kyle and it not just being a lip service program uh, for rehabilitation and so forth. So I thought that was a, a big deal. And again, uh, you know, only a couple media outlets picked up on it. I saw some that I thought uh, probably could have helped themselves by picking up on it, but they they chose to take the other direction. So um, kudos to those outlets that actually recognized the motorsports outreach program being there, standing behind Kyle and supporting him. Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't take, I mean, yeah, he messed up, but, you know, as we know, people mess up all, all the time and it just seems to happen. And when you're, when you're in these roles, it's, it's, tough to to claw back and i mean major props to him for for doing that and and making it happen and i mean you can't discredit the guy can't drive i mean good lord the guy can freaking drive a shopping cart 
better than anybody or whatever you put in front of him with a steering wheel. It's pretty phenomenal what that, the talent that that guy has. So that's awesome that he was able to come back and win a championship and good for him. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2022. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see Hendrick colors, if you will, uh, being the, the, and, adorning the side of Kyle's car in 2022. I'm sure that we're going to have some, some corporate logos and colors that are going to be associated with the NASCAR champ in 2022. So soon they forget. It's how soon we shall forget. That's right. Forgive and forget. Well, forgive. Don't forget. Right. Uh, not- don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. But now also that same time frame since we weren't on the air and I was dying uh, during this and, and you were out there, you were in, you were, uh, you were out there in Vegas. I, I really want to, uh, I really want to talk about the, uh, just the behind the scenes, the, the Halloween mantra, if you will, of the KB elite qualifying ladder shindig that went down uh out in vegas uh trying to deploy some strategy if you will to uh to give erica and team elite their uh, fifth uh pro stock championship and and how that uh how that kind of played out over there on the asphalt pit as you were roaming and hanging out in in Vegas there, Cam, what, what, what can you tell me from the, from the inside that I wasn't reading on the web? I mean, I'll be honest. You probably read more than, than I even found out. Um, I mean, I heard there was some stuff going on and there was some banter like over the PA or something, but um, people were complaining a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't really hear too much about it. And I actually asked somebody, I'm like, what, what's going on? And they were talking about, Oh, they're trying to fix the ladder and this and that. And, um, and then I guess TJ said something about, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing what I'm told or something or helping out or whatever. Um, but uh, my personal opinion, I, that at the end of the day, you're trying to win a championship, right? So I, yeah, people do it in super stock all the time. People do it in stock, people do it in comp. So I don't really see that they did anything wrong. I mean, I, I, I heard tidbits of one of Erica. I think it might have even been Pomona, but um, Erica's speech or you know interview or something. She's like, "Yeah, if you, I mean, if you guys really don't like it, you can come out here and spend your one point five million dollars, and you can do what you want to try to win a championship." So, I mean, good for them. I pro stock is kind of like a weird, not weird. I'm not saying pro pro stock is weird. My wife would come in here and. Hulk smashed me if she heard me say those words and, and I meant it, but I'm not saying it's weird, but it's like a cult following, right? So there's, is what I'm getting at. They all like KB and elite are obviously the same level They're They have got a lot of money invested in this. They're obviously the John force and the DSRs of pro stock and they're going to do whatever they want can to win. And I mean, by all rights, I mean, do your thing, man. I, I don't really think what they did was wrong. I mean, didn't Greg Anderson do it last year in a way or supposedly or something like who cares? Like they're just trying to win a championship. I mean, yeah, they could say, Oh, well the fans don't like them lifting or whatever to try to set the ladder. But again, they do it all the time in super stock and comp and all these other classes. So I don't, I don't really think it's that big a deal. I, I didn't, I didn't look too much into it. I'm sure the internet was freaking exploding over it because all the keyboard jockeys know everything about everything. So, um, yeah, that's just my opinion. I don't think I don't, to me, it wasn't really a big deal. I, I think it was part of winning a championship. There's a lot of people out there doing a lot of different things to try to win a championship and it was well within the rules. I think, I mean, I don't think they did anything that was illegal. I'd rather see him do that than like blatantly cheating, like doing something to cheat. Right. So yeah, that's my story on that. But 
you probably saw more on the internet because once again, I was at the racetrack, so my phone didn't work for shit. So um, I didn't get to see anything that was really going on within the world of the interwebs at that time. And then I was felt like I was in Las Vegas for like nine years because right. the national, the divisional, SEMA, all that good stuff. But we'll, well, we'll get I, to SEMA next, but you can, you can tell me your opinion on the whole pro stock. Well, it, you know what? And that's somebody else referred to it as shenanigans. No, it's, it, it wasn't. And the year, you know, a couple of years ago, Greg Anderson tried to do the same thing to try to, to knock Eric off. Look, you know, we talk about sports, right? We talk about drag race. We talk about motorsports. Every type of form of competition has a strategy. Right. People don't yell at people's playbook for football, right? Right. Here was my thing. I'm like, so everybody gets upset when the team decides to take a knee three plays in a row to run the clock out. Exactly. In the game. I mean, what, what guys, what are we doing here? So, and, and it is teamwork. I mean, it is teamwork. They are a team. Uh, they share the pool. They share the resources. They, you know, the Freemans have have built a, a monster of an organization in order to provide opportunities to racers to come out and be able to compete in pro stock. But also at the same time, they have a driver in Eric Anders, who's a four-time champ, who's going for number five. And they're out there doing what they can strategy-wise to try to win. And the people that get on the keyboards, uh, certain there's a couple publications that I really wish somebody would just block them from being allowed to post on Facebook. Uh, because it's just all they ever do is spew negativity. You're doing what you have to do to win a championship. Within if you the don't world. like it, right. If you don't like it, good for you. You're allowed to not like it. Welcome to the United States of America. You don't have to like it. But you want to know what else? You don't pay the bills. They do. And when they, the bills are due, we got to pay bills. If that's how the Freemans wanted to line it up and it was the best way possible for them to do it, then they did it. And it wasn't just TJ. Stanfield was involved. Quadra was involved. They were taking every possible shot they could to try to get the championship to Erica. Well, it's just the Here's, same thing. Same thing with... Uh... Like even like when the Tony Pendragon force days and like all that. I mean, oh there, God, there, there was a lot of that going on. They just like, they admitted to it. A lot of other people just say, Oh, why we weren't doing that. And then all of a sudden somebody smokes the tires. Well, geez, that's funny. Never you went down the track every other pass, but the one that mattered. So I, I, I honestly, I don't know what, what everybody's getting bent out of shape for. Yeah, I don't I don't I, I mean I, I I just don't. It's a strategy, guys. Plain and simple. It's a strategy. Agreed. Let them did it work? Nope. Nope. It didn't work. Greg Anderson still prevailed. He he won another pro stock championship and dominating force for the year. Gave Rick Hendrick a NASCAR cup championship and an NHRA pro stock championship that, but at the same time, you can't fault the elite group. They went out swinging, trying anything and everything that they possibly could to win within the rules. And that you can, you can sit in the stands or sit behind your keyboard while your mom's giving you Cheetos and talk all the smack you want to, but, in the end of the day, they didn't do anything wrong, and all's fair in love and war. That's all I can tell you. Yep. Congrats Absolutely. to Greg. Congrats to Erica. They still had a great year. They they took a run at it, did everything they possibly could, 
and they've got great teammates over there that understand teamwork with Stanfield, with Aaron, with TJ, you know, even, I mean, even with Bo Butner now next year and going to be in-house, you have people that are over there that understand the teamwork aspect and what it takes to win. So uh, congratulations to Greg. Those of you that were hating for two weeks, seriously, go find something else to hate on. They, they, you wasted your time on that. Just you're just not getting anything out of me on that one. Yep. Look at Don. He's just like normally he's all riled up, but you know it's it's the winter time, so he's he's kind of relaxing a little bit. Like good for him. Look at that. Uh, it's the oxy they gave me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the pain. It's the pain medicine. I'm on. Right. Well, can me. we talk about SEMA? Are we ready to talk about SEMA? I mean, we had like SEMA interview after interview after interview after interview. I mean, did anything really get announced at SEMA? I felt like SEMA this year was somewhat of a letdown. I'll tell you, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, So I was there. I went to SEMA for a couple of days. I flew in and and did a bunch of stuff for, for MP and, you know, did autograph stuff and just kind of hung out in their booth and, you know, as Brian Lunds called it, activation with my sponsor, which was pretty badass. And, and I, I credit just like loans did on uh, MP for including me in not only just the race car part of it, but also other things. And that's, that's what I'm for as a brand ambassador, you do things like that. You know, people ask, well, what does that mean? Well, it's stuff like that. You go to, you go to trade shows or you, do TV for them. You do other things. So that way that when they see Cameron Frey, they reference that with MP or, you know, whatever the brand is. And so, you know, we did that, hung out, had a good time, did a lot of stuff. And uh, also, you know, yeah, but I did do the, the Fox thing uh, with loans up in the, they had the NHRA and Fox booth or whatever. And um, they interviewed me and stuff, which was cool. Um, the MP people came over to that too. And they were happy to see that. And, you know, they, um, I got to tell you, they, they, they've really turned a corner and, and given the little guy a little bit of love the last, the last three races. So I really appreciate, you know, thank you to Fox and NHRA and stuff like that. Um, this has been cool. I mean, I know this isn't about Zima, but, uh, I'll go back to Vegas. I mean, dude, they did, they did that encyclopedia thing, uh, on the NHRA TV show. that just like gave MP like a huge, like kind of like spotlight a little bit. Um, with an interview with myself and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're, they're really trying to, to help me stay out there and, and um, all that stuff really helps. But um, so kudos to Fox and NHRA. Thank you very much. But uh, back to SEMA, I, I'm going to give you my review on SEMA. I got there and I'm like, whoa, everybody just kind of seems like, eh, like the whole like vibe of the show. I mean, there was, there was people there. Don't get me wrong. But it definitely wasn't as full as it normally is because of the COVID stuff and blah, blah, blah. And what they did was is normally like the central hall, like Holly and MST, Race Pack, all that, like a lot of big brands didn't go. And was it Chevy? One of the big automotive manufacturers didn't go either. I don't know if it's Chevy or not, but um, anyway, like, so there was these big squares, like missing, like where all their normally these huge booths are like in the central hall, like they're gone. So they put like tables, like for where people could like eat, they just put like the carpet out and some tables and chairs. And like, that was like the break thing. And now don't get me wrong. It was a little more spread out too, because they opened up that new hall at the convention center or whatever. So they, like, I don't know if you've ever been to SEMA, Don, but they used to have a lot of stuff like in the Westgate, like their little like meeting rooms, like the new people that have joined SEMA and the smaller booths and stuff. Well, they moved that into the new hall and maybe that made it seem a little less crowded or something because everything's all way bigger now and spread out. But it just, I don't know. There was things that got released and like, like for instance, like MP came out with this new billet carburetor is freaking badass. And it's, I mean, you can put it on all kinds of stuff. You can put it on a V8, you can put it on, you know, the Volkswagen, whatever. I mean, motorcycle, stuff like that. So that was really good for them. I mean, everybody was clawing at that, but that's just an example. So, I mean, things, there was things being released and there was exciting things about the show, but 
I just wasn't, I mean, for the amount of money that they make you spend to like be at that show, it just wasn't, just didn't seem, I don't know, like it normally would. So I'm interested to see how PRI goes because PRI, I guess I, I have a little more soft spot in my heart for PRI too, because it's just racing. You know, that's the only downside I see about SEMA is it turns into like a glorified car show. It kind of like loses the luster of like, Hey, so-and-so came out with this new widget and they're debuting it and all the vendors want to come and they want to pre-order and things like that. Some of that, I mean, yes, that still happens, but some of it kind of goes away. So I'm interested to see how PRI works. And I guess, like I said, I'm jaded because I'm more into the racing stuff than the car show part. So I guess it's just what you're into. You know, I had some students go, they were losing their mind about how awesome it was, but they've never seen a lot of the style of cars and stuff like that that are there. So I don't know. It was, it was good on some fronts, but it was just like, meh on others. If you ask me. Do you know how many days we have left until PRI? Like eight. I don't know. 14 probably. Like 20. Is it really? I mean, 20? it's like, we're do it's, I mean, 11. We move in on the seventh, 18 days. Damn. Right. Damn. Crazy. I should probably decide if I'm actually going to go, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but no, I that's definitely um definitely something that I was shocked about with with SEMA this year. Is there wasn't a lot of big buzz out there. Um I know NHRA had a, a good breakfast, uh, which I missed. Um a little bit of a, a of a hangover issue from surgery or whatever, missed all the the Brian loans and, and had that panel that he had. Uh, I missed some of the uh, Fox stage interviews, but very, I'm with you. I'm very curious. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous about what PRI is going to hold. It seems like we're just not getting the announcements or the buzz or the push that, that we're used to getting in the off season to get us fired up about the next season. Right. Um, so, so I guess from, from, from that standpoint, um, well, let's talk about let's talk about what ha- what happened out there uh, in Pomona for you there. You know, big huge weekend, right? Angie got to drive Super Comp. I was gonna say, yeah, Angie did a really good job. Um, we got to she a bunch of people backed out, which obviously always happens at, for people that don't want to come into California after Vegas or whatever, and <laughs> Vegas did them dirty or whatever. Um, so we were able to get her into into uh super comp and she did really good i so we had a bit of a transmission issue in vegas so we had to change it and put a different converter in it and so obviously the crew chief aka me was like in full-on freaking left field and we were trying to set low et in in time one or time shot one and went like 870 at like 183 (laughs) but um then we got her we got her dialed down a little bit and uh Got a little bit of a gift in the uh, first round with her. Unfortunately, Tom Bear's fuel pump took a shit after his burnout. Um, so she got a single. And then second round, she's good. She was 009 and went 91-1. And yeah, and then third round, we were set up to go. You know, she was right there. We kind of finally got the timer issue figured out. And I just was in left field, dude. Like I was trying to change a bunch of crap on the timer because I just I didn't like how much stop we were holding in it and I was trying to fix it and it's really hard to do that when you only get like two time runs so you don't really get a ratio and blah 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 and I'm just throwing numbers at it but anyway after second round I got her got her calmed down a little bit and we're ready to rock and then unfortunately she pushed the button we had the one of the really small trans brake buttons in that car and she pushed it and her thumb supposedly was off to the side and she went to slide it over and when she slid it over it released and she was like 200 or something on the tree uh red so unfortunately that ended her day but she was all excited she went rounds and which was really good 
yeah, it was a it was a cool weekend. Oh, I mean, I I got like a uh, what do they call those Survey Monkey link? I got a Survey Monkey link from her. She wanted me to put in my resume to crew chief for super comp car. <laughs> I don't something. doubt it, dude. I looked like a freaking squirrel out there. It was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, I have no freaking idea. Like, I haven't dialed a car in a long time. It seemed like years. And it just like I was the problem was I was literally changing it like a lot. Every run. So it wasn't like, and I, I'm, I know better than to do that, but I just, I didn't like, I was just, wasn't happy with the way it was, was happening. So it made it look really bad. So everyone's like, Whoa, bro. Like going for I the, think, I think the quote was, I wish Cameron would leave my car alone. <laughs> I wish Cameron would leave my bleeping car alone. Probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah. no, well, that was good for her. Good for her very much. So, uh, a lot of good family photos and pictures during that time frame. Yeah. Um, I, so, well, I mean, was there anything else that, that went on in Pomona this, this week? I mean, I know we, we, we heard a couple of the new announcements for some crew chiefs on some new cars. Uh, Obviously, there's the rumor, the grapevines going rampant of what's going to happen. But was there anything else that took place out there in Pomona this week? I mean, not much. I mean, I heard heard uh, Alan Johnson's going over to Coletta, and then which means I don't know what's going to happen to Salinas. I heard rumors of uh, Justin Ashley and Antron Brown coming together. Uh, I went to the semis. Um, you know, not, yeah, not really how, how about that? How about that? Going to the semis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that. Yeah, we uh, no, freaking had the weekend of my life in a top fuel car. I mean, we're just throw that out there. Trying Don, trying to play all nonchalant. Make me wait till the last hey. bit of this podcast to talk about it as I'm like getting ready to jump out of my freaking chair over here. No, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we... All in all, it was a really great weekend. Again, you know, Angie did great. And then we, on the top field side, man, we freaking crushed it. And Peyton Racing and Impy and JBS Equipment and Market Equipment Repair, like Ted Wien's Tire and Auto. Like, I mean, we strapped down and strapped in and kept her going, like, back up to Vegas a little bit. Like, dude, I mean, we came out of the box in Bristol pretty legit, kind of got hosed on the on the timing thing, but we didn't let it deter us. We went into Vegas and same thing, dude. Qualifying, I made a, aside from like two tire smokers out of, or three tire smokers out of three races, like we literally like had a, my personal best, like every lap. And it just continued within at Pomona. And uh, yeah, we made all three qualifying runs and showed them that, uh, we're kind of here to play. So, um, went out there and yeah, we, uh, qualified 14th, which is crazy with the 80 flat still qualifies you 14th these days. Yeah. Um, and then we raced Leah first round and we got by her and finally got Peyton racing their 379 time slip finally broke into the seventies, which was freaking awesome for Barry Payton and Todd and Tony and, and the whole rest of the team, Mark, Yvonne, Jordan, uh, Chuck, Chad, the whole, uh, the whole team was, uh, super psyched and it was crazy. They had, they had literally ran like five, three eighty flats, like in the past. Year. And Q3, we're like, screw it. We're going for Q3. So we go Q3 and we run it. And it goes 80 flat with a three. <laughs> I was like, no way. And there's this awesome picture of everybody standing on the starting line, which at that point in time was my career best, right? So like, it was a damn good run. I was psyched, but there's this picture on the starting line. It's like, you know, like when you get something, you always want more, right? So everybody's just like, yeah. they're all excited. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then it's just like, oh. No, and everybody just like deflated on the starting line. It's kind of funny. They're like, put that in the you got to be kidding me file. And uh, right? yeah, then we raced first round and raced Leah and went 379. And for the W for round one win, which was freaking awesome. And then we had my boy Clay Milliken 
in second round and I was giving Angie so much shit because she's literally like, I mean, we're all obsessed with Clay Milken cause he's freaking awesome. But Angie's like super uber obsessed with Clay. And I'm like, babe, I'm, I'm racing Clay next round. So uh, I got to ask like, where are you standing? Are you for? Where, yeah. Where are you standing? Like, are you standing behind his car, my car? Like what in the middle? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, should we have you change crew shirts? Like what, what's going on here? So it was cool that, you know, we were kind of, jacking back and forth with with her and uh you know clay was we ended up getting the w with clay and he was super psyched for me so was leah i mean the whole thing was 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 kind of like a storybook deal and then um we ended up racing steve in the semis and i mean we had a good car i mean i was like we were rolling things were going good and i had steve on the tree a little bit i mean not much it was like a hunt or something i was like i think i was 62 and he was 72 or something so i mean we're basically even off the starting line and the thing was trucking down there and i'm like holy crap i don't see him like i'm not used to this perspective like i'm like come on let's go you know normally i see that big uh that big red capco sign i get a bird's eye view of that and uh but no like i mean i didn't see him the whole time and i would cross the finish line and i'm like looking for the light and i'm like where's the light? I don't see it. I don't see it. What do you mean? I didn't win. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, same thing with like both of us. We both sheared the teeth off of the blower belts. Like, but his happened a little later down track and I just didn't have a, enough oomph. I needed a little bit more track. And uh, yeah, so we lost to Steve by six thousandths of a second. <laughs> so but uh, yeah, yeah, it was and, still an awesome weekend, and congrats to Steve and the whole Capco team for uh, their championship. And uh, it was funny; we were like, we got out of the cars, and like again, again, everybody. I've said this like a million times, but me and Steve are like cool now. So um, he like gets out. He's like, "Shall we start wrestling?" <laughs> right? So, just just as a joke or whatever. And uh, so it was cool, but like he was stoked for us and he was super stoked for the Peytons and myself. And he's like, man, I'm so proud of you guys. You guys are, you know, come out here, bring a new sponsor with MP and, and the Peytons and everything looks good. It's runs good. Like we went up and down the track like a lot and it was, it was just a really rad weekend and, you know, actually a run of three races. And I really hope to, to continue in 2022 and, you know, add a few more races to the schedule and, and go out there and, and race hard. And, you know, like I keep saying, I want to race the best in the world and, and that's what I'm doing now. And I, I feel like I have a car that can compete with them. And I'm really, really excited to see where uh, everything goes here in the, in the near future. So it's a, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, everything looked awesome. I mean, we got TV time. We, you know, everything was rad. I mean, down to the tow vehicle, you know, the, the micro buses and stuff like that we're using the double cab and stuff like it, every different race, we had different, uh, Volkswagen buses towing the car, which is really cool. All the fans freaking love that. And, and I got to say like a huge thank you to everybody, not only in Vegas, you know, all of the tracks, but in particular Pomona, like literally the crowd, every time I would come up the return road, they like erupted. Like I've had multiple people even comment like, dude, you like, every time you came up the return road, people were losing their mind. And obviously it's the underdog story and like we were doing good, but still like it, it means a lot when it gets you all warm and fuzzy inside when all those people were just losing their minds stoked for you. And yeah, so it, it makes it all worth it. So it was really awesome. So I guess the well, cap 10,000 people that were in the stands cause you know, they, yeah. COVID, yeah. 10 grand, 10,000. Yeah. Well, no, you, you guys did have a great weekend. It was a great showing. You guys have definitely progressed from your debut at Bristol and and you've just continued to improve. You're definitely hanging out in the 380 area. It's like you could just put that on the dial board and, and bracket race the car. It's going 380 something. You guys have been really well on that. You're not tearing up parts or anything. You're not getting TV time in the negative manner because you're laying down oil or or, or breaking on the racetrack, so forth, slowing down the show. Right. I so, so I guess at this point, though, I gotta ask. So, you actually are still able to qualify for Rookie of the Year award in 2022, correct? No, because I did so many races when I was with Haddock. I was already 
technically nominated. You ni- did. You did. In nineteen, yeah, I did, did twenty. I did twenty-one races that year. Ah, or okay. I didn't think. 20, I didn't think I did we 20, got. I did twenty-two races that year because there was twenty-three. I didn't think. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think we got them all in. Okay, yeah, I think all it's right, you, well, the more you do six or more, and you uh, are technically eligible. Okay. But speaking of rookie of the year, a okay. huge, a huge congratulations to Dallas Glenn. Uh, that was freaking awesome. I'm so happy that he won. I mean, obviously there's a lot of really good candidates this year, but I think it's really cool that, uh, that Dallas did win and, and a big thank you to him for helping me change the transmission <laughs> in the super comp car at the divisional. But, um, no, I, he, uh, he did really, really well this year and he did all of his races and he won races and he went to final rounds and he, he, uh, is a great representative for the rookie of the year for this year. So. Um, a lot of times people hate on the rookie of the year thing because they say, oh, well, it's just popularity contest or it's just going to be a fuel team, whether it's funny car or dragster. But no, I mean, pro stock, dude, he, he crushed it and, you know, major congrats to him. So, yes, very much. So Dallas is one of those individuals that if you want to think about what it takes he started out as a bracket racer out on the west coast yep got an opportunity to to move to mooresville to work with the kb guys he's uh, we joke that he's done tens of thousands of burnouts uh in the burnout car uh breaking tires in and he did not squander the opportunity that kb rad torque silver state gave him to be in a pro stock car this year in 2021, he grabbed the horns and he rode it. Uh, was super excited, as you said, Cam, for somebody like Dallas, uh, young again. Make no mistake about it, Dallas Glenn, as long as he continues to have the right equipment and financial support that he needs. He will be an individual that will be in the NHRA Pro Stock record book, uh, just like we're talking about Greg Anderson and 100 wins or 99 wins, 98 wins. Uh, Dallas Glenn is definitely one of those individuals that can be in the record books because uh, he he's killer up front leaving uh, and, and understands the ins and outs of the car. So yeah. he's, he's not just a driver. So huge Huge congratulations to Dallas. Of course, his significant other, Sadie. And uh, it was really cool to see him holding the trophy Sunday night on Facebook. Um, Huge. Just huge. The kid's just like cutting the tree down. Just cutting it down. I saw his average. Somebody posted everybody else. Yeah, somebody posted online. His average for the whole year was a 21. I'm like, nice. That's cool. Yes. Yes. On a pro tree, let dropping the clutch, he is going to make other pro stock drivers work that much harder to be better. And uh, so, congrats, definitely congrats. Ah, uh, Cam takes uh, us in. We're he- we're headed to PRI. Ah, uh, uh, well, let's not get to oh, wait. Let's not get to PRI. Now we're not a bracket racing show, however. Sometimes we have to talk about things that happen in bracket racing just because, hey, it's the thing to do. And this week is no different as I have to give a huge shout out to soon to be part of the family umbrella, Tyler Bohannon, for winning the guaranteed million from the Cummins boys down in Montgomery this past weekend. Uh, Tyler hung tough through a long list of heavy hitters in the bracket racing world to uh, defeat. Um, and I'm not even going to say defeat. He won. Stephen McCory turned it red in the finals. And, uh, and Tyler eased down the racetrack to a large, large payday. And so uh, for Tyler, Megan, Tyler's family, Chuck, Gina, Joe, his sisters, everybody that stands behind him as he travels around the country at age 23. And he added his name to the list of the guaranteed million winners. 
So uh, huge shout out to Tyler. Congratulations, my friend. I thought we were big, big deal when we won a Wally in Bowling Green. <laughs> uh, not, not so much, bud. You got it. <laughs> you pour, you, you rip yeah. my cherry off the top of my Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see next week's Thanksgiving going like this. Oh yeah. We won a Bowling Green. You know, how was the racing season? Oh yeah. JB did good. I did good. I won a Bowling Green. Uh, Tyler, how'd you do? Oh yeah. I won a million bucks. Yep. Conversation over yeah. next. <laughs> As he gets up and goes and gets a cocktail. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm just going to go piss off now. Yeah, that's it. Yep. No, he, he, JP Schuster gave him a great car to drive. And, and Tyler's, you know, for a 23 year old kid, a lot of people want to look at him and, and they probably discount a lot. He's, he's got a good family that knows how to race and can troubleshoot and thinks things through strategy wise, number wise. Chuck and Joe, uh, of course, his sidekick, Dylan. But uh, no, that was huge. I enjoyed watching it, sitting here on the couch, uh, yelling at whatever voice tone I could muster up with my throat. That wedding uh, just got Tyler. a little bigger for Megan. Yeah, you know, so, somebody somebody made a comment about we we should get Eric Church to play, and I'm totally for that. <laughs> I, th- I think we I think we might be able to get him to come in and play a song or two. But yep, he's one year away from getting married, but he also already added to his resume. Guaranteed million dollar winner last weekend. So, congrats, Tyler Bohannon, and his whole entire circle. That's awesome. That being said, uh, how about we, uh, how about we talk about like the idiot of the war? I think that's what we need to do. We need to have the idiot of the week award. Okay. I think that's Racers and Rental Cars idiot of the week. Yep. Yep. I, I really think so. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I know which one mine is. Can you think of one that you would have just in it, just off the top of your head? Is there something you could come up with? I know which I know which one mine would be. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to scroll through Double O Shit Show and see if maybe maybe Double O Shit Show can uh, sponsor the Racers and Rental Cars Idiot of the Week. That'd be pretty cool, right? Not to hit them up. That would be yeah. that would be cool. Um. I have a feeling you're going to go with the guy that decided to drive down the racetrack and take out every last timing block I'm, on the yep. way down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that individual is definitely getting my idiot of the week award. Um, you know, it, we, again, we're adults. <laughs> we're, supposed to know, we're, we're supposed to know the rules. Um, man, um, yeah, driving, driving down the center of the racetrack after you've been DQ'd on the starting line, uh, and running over every timing block from the 60 foot block all the way through. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that, uh, not, not only are you getting the idiot of the week award for me, uh, but somebody probably needs to get you a therapist telephone number. That's all I can think of right now uh it was funny it was funny while i was watching it but it was not funny for the aftermath of what work you caused uh and delay for the other people who were there trying to race that uh did not do anything wrong so uh, that that's my that's mine for the week what's that cam what what else you got you got one i i, I can't think of one i'm i'm trying to like I'm sure somebody drug their battery charger down the track the last few <laughs> to weeks. The stage. Yeah, to the stage. Somebody lanes. drug it to the staging lines. Yeah. I did notice. So hi, I got to bring this up. So for one, major, this is not an idiot of the week, but this is actually maybe a Jake Hodge hack, life hack. But because isn't he known for dragging his, his battery charger yeah, to the from, lanes? From time to time. Yeah. 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 Hey, it can happen. But well, aside from his his life hack that I'm going to talk about in a second that I saw a photo that he just posted, major congrats to him too because I think he won like 90 Gs at the at the million too. So even us little squirrels find acorns every now and again. So big, <laughs> big props to him. But he posted a picture and 
I, was it yesterday or it had even been this morning? I don't know. He posted a picture on his on his social media that had like his battery charger, but he was like backwards in his pit. So he put the cord like over his car. So I guess you would, I mean, maybe that's a life hack. So all the cords were running over so it would click on the opposite side. So obviously when you get in your car, you're going to see that you have your battery charger plugged in. So then maybe you're not going to drag it across or, or if it does, or if you do drag it to the staging lanes, it's going to rip your neck off on the way. (laughs) So I'm uh, only Jake, only Jake. Don't scratch the paint. And don't scratch the paint. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, Cam, I know this is Turkey Week, everybody. So, folks, enjoy yourself. Next week, we're not going to have an episode because I'm going to be consuming massive amounts of turkey. And Natty Lights or white claws or uh, drink of choices uh, i i got i gotta you know it's i i'm reading the labels here you can't be drinking alcohol with the with the pain meds so still gotta know may, maybe maybe by the end of the week maybe i might get in there on a high noon sun sip uh for thanksgiving but uh we will definitely be back right before pri as we're going to be getting spooled up for the pri show it's the holidays Gents, start doing your Christmas shopping. Stop by Rachel's Rental Car Store. Get your girl her own hoodie. Get her a T-shirt, a coffee mug, whatever your heart desires. But do not get left out on the Christmas present buying. Other than that, Cam, I'm good. I'm looking at my clock. It's time for me to go get another pain pill. And uh, hopefully for you. You can figure out how to make an electric bicycle go faster. Yeah, man. I actually got to do that. I got to finish Jet's mods. He's got a, he's got his race tomorrow. I got to go load up and we're, we're going. It's his, it's his first one with jumps. So we're going to see how he does. He's, his bike's probably going to be so fast by the time we're done with it. He can be able to hold on to the sucker and he'll go careening off the, off a berm or something. And I don't know, but he's got sick new graphics, a new, a new engine, um, new number plate. Yeah, I didn't go for the billet counter shaft sprocket setup yet because that's technically in the rules now that you're not supposed to do that. So, um, yeah, his oh. his three thousand dollar e bike is is going to be ready to rip. <laughs> so. Everything that's wrong with kids sports today, right here at Racers and Rental Cars podcast all right cam tell the family i said hello have a great thanksgiving we appreciate everybody tuning in i'm gonna go get a pain pill i will see you later sounds good thanks everybody and we'll see you soon later Let's